Well, how do you think it went? I think you talk too much. Must you tell them everything in your hand? Hey, this is Michelle Spiva, and I want to welcome you to today's podcast of Wisdom Smack. So, you know what to do. Join me on the flip. This one is powerful. I'll see you then. I wish I could say that I was totally fine with what went down. And I wish I could say that the conversation was not true. Okay, so let me let me go back a little bit. This conversation happened uh, when I had done a presentation and I had a colleague with me observing it. And I wanted her feedback. Now I'll go on and tell you. I was younger than her. She had me by about quarter of a century. So I had to, you know, show my respect, but I was fuming inside when she was so blunt with me to tell me that. Now I'm going to go on and cut to the chase because we don't have a lot of time. Hindsight, she was absolutely right. And it actually started me on the journey to this power that I'm about to talk to you about. You see, if you use this power, which is one of our superpowers that likes to hide, likes to stay dormant, and likes to have you search it out, aka catch the lesson. If you haven't checked that podcast out, go check it out. All right. So the powerfulness of this aspect that we all can possess if we work for it, attain attain it and grow it like uh, on an ongoing basis, it is going to unlock so many different things for you. But on this particular day and for some time before and after, I did not possess it. And it might as well have been an oil pig on a rainy day because I just could not seem to catch it. Um, So let me just tell you that this powerfulness, this superpower, this hidden treasure and trait that can unlock so many doors and do so many things for us is restraint. Yes, I've said it, restraint. So let's get on into this because today, oh, I'm going to tell you, if you catch this one and you go with it, self-restraint as well as restraint in a lot of different areas of your life is going to change it for the better. It just is. All right. So with my situation, um, I have this need and I've, I've talked to you guys about it before. And so I have this, this need to prove my worthiness and it's an ongoing thing. I've talked about the four different existential questions that we all grapple with in previous podcasts. I've talked about uh, resistance to life, meaning that you can't really commit to this life fully. Talked about victimhood, uh, where this life, you look at it as an adversarial foe and that nobody has it as bad as you do. And then I've also talked about the one that deals with self-identity, of giving your power away and trying to be validated by external things and, you know, proverbially shouting out to the void for anybody or anything else to give you meaning and tell you who you are. And then this one, um, the self-worthiness one. Uh, where it, you feel like you have been exiled out of a, d- a divine place and you're trying to work your way back in to show that you're worthy to get back to that exaltation of 
uh, being good. And I've also told you that of those four, resistance to life and worthiness have been the paths that I have had to really work on in this lifetime. And so my worthiness was on full display that day where I just kept trying to show them and show them and, you know, see how smart I am. And I went and did this and I went and I did that. And I was truly dog and ponying through it. And <laughs> the the lady, like I said before, in hindsight, and it, it, it didn't come quickly. I had to get to a point where I was able to thank her in hindsight for her blunt words from that day, but they really hurt my little ego. And it was because I had no parts of that superpower. Think of, now I'm going to tell you, this is how restraint is. Restraint is so wise and so heavy and so powerful that it would be like giving a toddler the uh, reins of a thunderbolt. And I truly believe that restraint is something that we don't ever really capture, but that restraint helps us to catch some of 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 its knowledge, some of its wisdom, and some of its power. And the reason why I say that is because Restraint, oh boy, restraint occupies and requires something that a lot of us either are not willing to pay because it's very expensive or are unable to use because we have no restraint. (laughs) And that is time. The best way to use restraint is to know your timing, to use your timing, and to allow the accumulation of your timing uh, while you're doing stuff. All right. So I'm I'm just going to just, can we just talk? Yeah, let's just talk. So if you've listened to some of the podcasts where I've talked uh, about different things like catching your lesson, um, I've also talked about... Um, things that had to deal with being able to understand the different types of powers. And I broke down uh, some of the different personal powers. One of the things I was meditating the other day, and it came it came to me, and I was like, hmm, you are so right. And uh, it was based on these powers. Now, I've talked about them before. And for the Formal. So we've got different kinds. We've got formal and then we have informal. Okay. And so with the formal ones, most people are familiar with uh, things like um, coercive power, informational power, uh, you know, uh, and, the, and those types of uh, powers. And uh, I usually talk about coercive power because so many people are um they are they are familiar with it and it's because of the fact that it's the easiest one for people to use get a get you know get some might under you um and be able to get people in a position where they either fear you or the repercussions and boom you can have coercive power where you punish them for not 
doing what you want them to do or uh, not adhering to the laws you've set forth. But let me tell you something about coercive power. Coercive power does not show restraint. It does not show mercy. And thus, when you don't have those types of things, meaning that if you don't, because like coercive power is real simple. It's punishment. You do this and you get a reward. And, and that's another type of power, by the way. If you don't do this, then you suffer the wrath and the punishment. So that's where, you know, laws and and uh, punishments and prisons and uh, firings, you know, being let go and those types of things come in, right? And then you have, it goes up the scale. And so once you move uh, out of the coercive power, you, you know, you have reward power where, you know, you do something, you get you get something in exchange. Well, no matter if it's coercive power or if it's um, personal power, there is this, this highest power that you can have, and it's called reverent power, where, you know, it's, it's reverential, it's respect in it. And one of the things that I gathered when I was doing my meditation the other day was that you have to develop and hone your ability to have self-restraint to even operate in this power. Because uh, the reverential power that you have, somebody who is bigger, stronger, or has more of the um, coercive power could easily do you in. But it is something about your reputation and the respect that you have gathered that restrains these other powers from coming in. And it is part of the fact that you operate in such restraint that you are willing to let them or the person who is who has this reverential power, they are willing to let the other party win or believe they have won or whatever it is. And uh, so when I was thinking about that and meditating on it, I was like, whoa, that's kind of really deep. And it, it got me, you know, to thinking about how is it that this power, this superpower, yes, because it supersedes what our natural tendency is to gather and keep close and clutch and uh, uh, hoard even any kind of you know power that that we have. And I, I was I was like, wow, being able to harness within yourself the power to subdue that personal drive in you to advance immediately, to gain immediately, um, and to tell yourself, no, not right now. Like I said before, you have to employ the power of time and you have to employ the ability of self-denial. Uh, uh, denying your desires, denying what you want. Um, there's this, um, this saying, is so cliche-ish, but I've got to say it. And that is, just because you can does not mean that you should. 
And that is what really comes into play when we are looking at uh, being uh, able to grow our ability to restrain and refrain from acting on something when we could very well act. And it might be that it is correct. And so, you know, so like I said before, this whole thing of restraint and uh, being able to uh, have it in our life, it opens up a, cont- a, a, a totally different world. And so listen to me here. I know that it's hard on you right now. I know that sometimes it makes it, it may seem like you've got to go for it now. If you don't go for it now, it'll never happen. And that might be true, but it also might be true that you might need to restrain yourself a little bit more. Sun Tzu in The Art of War uh, talks about great leaders knowing their timing and knowing their seasons. That, and he said that a good, a true leader knows what season he is in. And then it's almost like the uh, book of Ecclesiastes slammed into war where he talks about, you know, there is a season and there is a time for war and there is a a time for rest and there is a time for planning and for doing. And that is something that in today's society where we have this go, 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 get, get, get uh, environment, it's real hard for people to embrace that. But I'm here to tell you that this is an ancient power and this power sits there uh, waiting on its on its throne within the pantheon of wisdom and those that have ears to hear honey hear it and do it so now let's talk a little bit about how to just even start uh in the uh, in the tradition of growing your self restraint, and not only your self restraint, but just restraint in general, because I will tell you this also: uh, when restraint starts to uh, imbibe, you know, live within, other people pick it up, and a lot of times they pick it up before you pick it up, and re- self restraint carries a, a lot of. Uh, reverent power with it. Um, Whenever I think about uh, (laughs) self-restraint, I don't know why, but I think of Bruce Lee. When I was a little, little, little kid, uh, my parents loved his movies. Um, He he had been dead for long enough for people to still remember it and and feel badly about, you know, his untimely death as such a young man. And uh, videotapes were real popular at the time. And I remember my parents getting the videotapes of some of his classic movies. And I just knew him as a uh, movie star, you know, it wasn't until I got into um, high school and college and I started thinking about and studying some of the great philosophers and thinkers and getting into different uh, philosophies that I ran across some of his uh, sayings and teachings and started to realize, oh my gosh, this man had a wealth of knowledge and a lot of it had to do with self-restraint because he was extremely powerful. 
But that did not mean that he had to act on those powers. Um, I vaguely remember when they were talking to him about his breakout role in the United States as the uh, the uh, he was a, a playing a superhero. Uh, I mean, a, um, a, a understud, not an understudy, a sidekick. Excuse me, a sidekick uh, in his first, you know, breakout role in the United States, and. When they talked to him, I was like, because I had, I had seen the show uh, on uh, reruns, and I was like, wow, he was so much more than this character, and how he had to debase himself. Now, that was my thinking at the time, how he had to debase himself to play a sidekick to a guy who could not do half the stuff he did or, or know half the stuff he knew and to play, you know, second fiddle or in his, um, in his shadow, that amazed me. But then it, it wasn't until I realized that this man understood that true restraint must live with, uh, patience and timing to know when to move and when not to move. And I went back, you know, um, to admiring him anew as I started to learn that stuff. Now, okay, so when you want to build or start to build self-restraint, it's not just about denying yourself something because denial without something creates a void and the universe abhors a void, okay? Uh, what is that? Horo, horo venom, ventu? Uh, we, we don't want to ever create vacuums because vacuums unattended get weeds. <laughs> we don't want to create any other problems for ourselves. So the first thing is, is to, I want you to sharpen the way you look at what you are not going to do and find something comparable or better to put in its place. So Easy hanging fruit of self-denial. You can start with uh, the body, food, and exercise. If you refrain or deny yourself those sweets that you know you're not not supposed to have, you want to replace them with something else of equal or greater value. So maybe that could be your vegetables or maybe it could be water and not just regular water. It could be fortified oxygenated water, alkaline or, you know, alkaline water, or it could even be a greater variety of um, veg vegetables uh, that you, you get, you know, like increase the rainbow of colors that you incorporate so that when you put your foods on your plate, it's a rainbow where you're getting a bigger variety, you see? And so taking out those sweets and replacing them with different varieties of vegetables or better, uh, types of water, making sure that you feel that void that can help you to start with that because denial without filling that void is a setup to fall back hard. Ask me how I know. Okay. So the next one is once you do that, um, uh, because like I said, that's one of the easiest ones. Look at 
your preparedness for whatever it is that you are going to use restraint to help you get to. All right. Now, this is not about goals because we've talked about uh, from that book, Atomic uh, Habits, we've talked about reframing goals into good habits. And when you, you when you want to use uh, restraint, don't look at it as, oh, I'm restraining myself so I can get this big goal. Look at it as restraining yourself so that you can flow in a, uh, a way that is always producing great things and better things for you. And that means that you need to be prepared. All right. Uh, I want to say this. I read an article uh, the other day and this person, it was one little thing from the article that I took from it. And the person asked this question and he asked, he said, are we truly meant to be happy or are we simply meant to live a life of usefulness. And I have always said this, and you've heard me say it on this podcast many times, you know, don't be helpful, be useful, because you see what they pay the help. And it, it resonated with me for that thing, that, you know, even the word happy is from that word happen, which is from happenstance, meaning it's a toss up. Maybe you will and maybe you won't be happy. It's a happenstance if you get to that. That It's no guarantee, but you can be useful. And with uh, self-restraint or even just any type of restraint, be prepared. And to be prepared means that you have to learn, uh, practice, and do. How many times have you seen, experienced, you know, had it happened to you where opportunity came up and because you weren't prepared, you couldn't take advantage of it. And preparedness, like I said before, incorporates that you learn, then you start to practice and you do. Now, I'm going to be honest with you. Some of the biggest opportunities that came that I wasn't able to take advantage of had to do with finance. And so for me, uh, some of my self-restraint that I have to continuously learn to work on has to do with uh, upping my financial acumen of learning and doing. You know, I'm going to tell you now, it is hard to continually invest seeing just little bitty things. It's kind of like, oh, stock market, it's not doing well. Okay. You know, and and still continuing to um, contribute on a regular basis based on the learning and the practice and the doing and and having self-restraint that when the emotions are high to uh, not stop contributing to that particular whatever or you know in your savings when things come up that are that are are needful and having to dip into a savings uh, knowing that darn it this is going to take away from something else I wanted to do that's when it becomes hard, but I will say this, that even a little bit adds up. And that is the great thing about restraint is that if you continue to do it, you kind of like build up this great reserve of uh, a windfall of goodness because it makes you prepared. It helps you to build muscles of self-control and it helps you to be able to um, 
not fall into trickery, easy trickery. Uh, you're, you're not able to be easily tempted by things because you have learned uh, to deny those things and replace them with something uh, heavier and, and healthier. One of the things I do like um, about the whole idea of the power of restraint is that I always see restraint in a strategic kind of format where restraint is always helping you to mount enough of whatever it is you need so that you can get things done and you can obtain whatever it is you're trying to go after. And so because of that, when you look at this very, very powerful concept, don't rush into it. Take the time to show that reverential respect for restraint and start to look at how you can really use it in your life because that's another thing. Restraint for one person does not look the same as it does for another. I've, like I said before, I've talked a lot about a lot of different books. And today I might be mentioning some, but I'm just really kind of having a talk with you. And one of the things I can tell you is that with restraint, another way to build it is to look at those bad habits that you don't necessarily like about yourself and to have the restraint uh, built is to do something like I talked about in the book, uh, Atomic Habits, that talks about incremental uh, changes for small little um, good habits that you use to override the bad ones. And little really does become much. Now, um, there are there are habits that I hate to say it for me, they come and go in seasons. And so like, I have these little micro habits that I'll do, like going to the restroom each day. Uh, there might be times like when I go, I'll after I go and do my business, I'll do squats, or uh, I'll do a few little hops, or I'll I'll do planks um, if I'm at home, not in the bathroom, you guys, but just different little things so that I can keep my stamina up. I'll tell you uh, one of the restraints that I'm working on as of now, is that I am working on uh, having self-restraint to um, my love, and I hate to say it, but my love of sugar-free gum, it is killing me to not have it. Um, I, I, If I don't watch it, I am chewing it all the time. And so I had to work down and uh, now that I can't have it, my replacement for it has been celery. Yeah, I know, celery. But hey, <laughs> it still gives me the ch- the crunchy chewiness and I get good fiber and, and those types of things. And I don't like it as much as the gum, so I don't overeat it. You know, so just simple little things like that of having uh, the, the little baby steps to get you into this great superpower. Now, because I am looking at, you know, my time that we've been talking, let me summarize and give you some insights on why this is so powerful. When you start operating in restraint, you uh, tap into the pantheon of wisdom because self-restraint helps you to do things like stop 
and verify or validate before you make a move on something. It helps you to become self-aware of uh, your actions. It helps you to even keep your ego in check. Remember at the top, I talked about how I was in my worthiness uh, free fall, that I was just blabbering and telling everything uh, that I didn't need to and taking away my own position to bargain in the business deal. Restraint helps to help you to be better able to position yourself when you're dealing with others, not only for yourself, but when you're dealing with others. It uh, has a byproduct of giving you more reverent power where that power comes from you becoming respected because people see the grounding in you. They see that we are more than uh are covering and the respect comes because usually when you have restraint, you also tend to have a greater portfolio of accomplishment. And then that brings me to the last thing that I want to make sure I get to tell you before. Restraint also, and I talked about this superpower of, um, in times past, but I want to make sure I, I say it here. And Robert Greene's 48 uh, Laws of Power, he has some of them, and I forget the exact number of this one, but this one is never outshine the king. And that means to just because, like I said, but just because you can doesn't mean that you should and that you should back it down a little bit and not always shine your your star as brightly as you can, uh, depending on what kind of environment you're in. So restraint is a superpower that it will try you. It will not just say, oh, okay. You will have to earn its respect and you will have to sit at its feet and you will have to approach it by learning, by doing, and uh, by observing, by understanding that it takes time, and by also uh, denying yourself those bad things to replace them with something of better, equal or better value that's good for you. So, Yes, my time is up and I do thank you for yours. And thank you so much for joining me today. This has been Michelle Spiva with another episode of Wisdom Smack. Thank you. Don't forget to uh, consider using our Amazon link when you do your Amazon shopping to help support the podcast. And yeah, I'm going to see you tomorrow. Thank you, darlings. I will talk to you soon. Bye. And that's going to do it for today's podcast of Wisdom Smack with Michelle Spiva. If you like this podcast, please help us get the word out. Like, comment, subscribe, and even share. And if you really like it, please help us continue to get the word out by considering using this show's link for Amazon. So when you want to go to Amazon and you do all of your general shopping, uh, please use michellespiva.com forward slash AMZ. It's simple as that. It doesn't cost you anything extra. And this show might receive a little bit of commission that will go towards helping to further get these episodes out to you and to others. So thank you so much for listening. This has been Michelle Spiva with Wisdom Smack. Bye.